Hi, this is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. And as you know, the month of October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it is a topic that is dear to my heart. I've served on a domestic violence committee. Um, I've written about domestic violence and its link to my childhood sexual abuse. You see, in 1975, the year of my birth, my mother's told us that my father changed. He changed for someone who was happy to do things for her, cooking for her, you know, whatever you want, I'll get it, whatever you, what, what do you need, to I'm not available, to drinking and other things, including physical, emotional, mental abuse that he was a different person. She says similar to uh, Jekyll and Hyde. And so as far as the memories about my father, I, I remember seeing a kinder side of him, you know, when he advocated for us when the neighbors were chasing us after we um, teased them. They chased us into our apartment building and he was there to open the door before they got to us and let us back into our apartment. I remember one day sitting at the table, kitchen table in our Memphis apartment, and I must have uh, said something about um, a bone or in my throat. And my mom, I remember her just you know yelling to my father, Tamika has a bone in her throat. And my father rushed into the the kitchen, swooped me up, took me to the hallway by the bathroom. And he had instructed my mother to get him slices of bread, a slice of bread. And he fed me these tiny bits of bread and just kept encouraging me that you're going to be okay, right? And so I forgot, at some point I forgot about the fish bone in my throat. And I just looked at him my father in awe thinking wow he's kind <laughs> he's being really kind to me and so i know now why i was in awe because i you know i had seen a a different side of him one day while riding in the car with one of his family members she had owned she had at that time, it owned a daycare. And I just blurted out the words, Daddy abuses mom. And she was, you know, in her trance, driving, eyes on the road. And as soon as I said that, she said, what did you say? You know, kind of, what did you say? Not me, just kind of, what, what did you say? And I said, I stood up a little taller in the seat. You know, I was like, okay, she listened to me. <laughs> She's going to listen to me. I said, daddy abuses mom. And that was it. No reply. She just continued driving. And the next thing I know, I'm in our Memphis, the kitchen of our Memphis apartment with my back facing the front door, sitting in the chair, watching my father flailing his arms and hands across the room, coming closer and closer to me, yelling at me, angry, just literally I, I thought he was like a, I felt like he was a bull, like just really fiery and red faced. 
and he was upset and and everything that that he said out of everything he said i i just remember him saying i had no right telling what was going on at home and at some point i went inward stepped inside of myself and said you know doubted myself was like was i right was i wrong to tell on you and i came out believing that no i wasn't wrong he is the one that was unwilling to admit the truth and i said abusing someone is wrong one side of the room i saw fear on the other side i saw rage anger just balled up fists and red face and my father that day slapped me and that was the only time i remember my father hitting me and so at some point months or so later my mother um she left my father she took us we left and and went to uh, illinois to live and that's shortly after that my abuse started and for five years four and a half years i kept a secret a dark secret of my abuse the reason why many of us are including myself and i'm just talking to people over the years somehow somewhere our voice was stifled that me including myself i thought i felt confused i felt like i didn't know what was the on the other side of the door if i told and those seeds of doubt had taken root that i was just kept waiting waiting it out to see if they would change and my mom even told me years later after the abuse she said he didn't change so i did and eventually i changed when it came to my abuse and i said no and i left often when we're in abusive relationships we feel that we deserve it that wait a minute i'm i'm, I'm going to make it right i just don't know how i'm i'm going to do it i i just don't know how and we're blaming ourselves the longer and longer we allow someone to disrespect us through name action the more those those seeds of hate and violence can grow within us that everyone is fully capable of love everyone is fully angry capable of anger and everyone is fully capable of violence and we have to be true to ourselves in saying that what someone does what we continue to allow someone to do they're not only we not only teach them how to treat us we're teaching ourselves how to treat ourselves because quickly that you're you're stupid you know you're you know a b word or they hit you then we start to internalize that inner we start to internalize that hatred and we could take that out on ourselves and beating ourselves up and staying in a relationship that they beat us up because we feel that we deserve it we we feel that we are not worthy of respect we're not worthy of honor we're not worthy of being called by our name that we stay in relationships that basically often sometimes is a reflection 
of how we even feel about ourselves. That I thought I was unworthy, that I thought I, I felt confused because I didn't understand that I deserved better. That even I had the courage to speak up for someone else, I didn't have the courage to speak up for myself because I didn't know. And when we when we put our children, speaking of a child of a domestic violence relationship, that we're teaching our kids that it's okay to have someone to disrespect you with words, that it's okay to have to be beaten on by someone else. We're continuing the cycle of pain when we allow ourselves to be treated less than who we are. And so a son can turn into, as I've written in the blog, someone who abuses his sister. And we've heard of scenarios. If you have not, you can check the news. It's out there. Sons abusing their sisters or even other son, other their brothers. The hatred, the anger that caused us to do things that we don't even understand that we're doing as children. But we've seen it before. And we can say all we want till we blew in the face. Don't do what your mother does or father does. Do what I say. And children mimic what they hear and what they see. And even anything contradictory can cause contradiction in the child and in their actions. That one minute they're happy, right? And one minute they're angry. And it's okay because my father was that way. So it's okay. It's normal. My mother stayed with my dad. It's, it's normal. I, I, To this day, I am very thankful that my mother did not stay with my father. Because I didn't know how that anger could have spread to us. You know, like I said, my father slapped me for telling the truth, for telling the secret. Instead of receiving confirmation, I saw contradiction. And so the way the shift happens when it comes to domestic violence is that we realize our self-worth. We realize that we deserve respect. We deserve to be called by our name. We love ourselves so much that we refuse to be a part of pain, to be in pain. It's one thing when you're doing something about it because anger is not real power. Anger is an illusion. It is false power when it is projected on someone else. Projecting pain is not real power. Projecting pain is a lack of self-mastery and a lack of self-awareness. That we are more than just human. We are spirits able to transcend our experiences. When I look at the life of Jesus, one of the things that he, that I got from his life is 
the self-mastery. To not allow what people do to us. To make us angry enough that we would hurt somebody else. Abuse, we can stop abuse by showing our children, by first being aware of our own emotions and feelings and showing them the proper way of dealing with it, which is taking a time out, which is seeking professional help, which is expression in a safe way through writing, journaling, talking it through with family. You know what, children? I was angry today, but I'm going to take a time out and really get myself together. We have tradition that plays a role in anger and and anger being projected, even with the recent coronavirus and how they said um, during 2020, you know, domestic violence and child abuse rose. That we have this tradition to say you are you are less than a man if you don't hold a full-time job and can take care of your family and pay the bills. And people internalize that and they're hurting because they're not able to hold up to the standard that someone else placed on them. Tell me where in the universal book where it says a man is the only one that provides for his family. We hold ourselves to these expectations, to these titles, to this role and function that when we're not able to adhere to it, to uphold it, we're angry at ourselves. And sometimes we project that anger out on other people. Hence, domestic violence, child abuse. As we tell our children, keep your hands to yourself. Deal with how you are feeling. When you say a word or join someone or tease someone, it says more about who, where you are than he has, does the other person. You're trying to put somebody else down because you don't feel good about yourself. When we check ourselves, we check our children. We even check our husband. And husbands, we check our wives and say, there's something you need to deal with right now because I refuse to be your punching bag. I refuse to be that basket or vehicle that catches all your fire and heat. It's one thing to talk about stuff. It's another thing to demean and demoralize another human being because We're unable to deal with our emotions in a healthy way. We teach people how to treat us. We teach ourselves how to treat ourselves. And we are fully capable of breaking the cycle of pain by shifting to self-awareness, by shifting to love, by shifting our beliefs and our thoughts 
and saying, we no longer have to continue something that is not working. What works for one family doesn't work for another. There's no comparison. There's no competition. There's creativity. There's hope. There's faith. There's teamwork. And there is growth evolving to your higher purpose. What we do directly and indirectly affects ourselves. It affects the people around us and it affects the generations to come. The shift happens when we say, I have to be the change. I have to manage my emotions. I have to face my feelings. And that was one of the reasons, out of that domestic violence, I wanted to face my emotions head on because I didn't want anyone else to experience the pain, the confusion, the lack of confidence in families. I didn't want anyone else to experience that. So I had to be the change that I wanted to see. We become who we do not have, what we do not have. If you didn't have a father that didn't love you, that didn't caress you, that didn't show you how to take care of yourself, you become that person and say, I'm going to love myself and not look for anybody else to love me. You become the change. If your mom stayed with an abusive person, you decide I am not a person responding to my blog. I am not going to settle for someone abusing me and calling me outside of my name. I am going to break the cycle because the pain is too unbearable. It's too hard. And no one deserves to experience that pain. Then we will see the, see the shift happy. Then we will appreciate the sacredness of the human body. Then we will appreciate the words and how we can use them to edify one another and not tear one each other down. We are in this together. The more violence we see out in the world, the more violence can come your way. My son and the daughter he he marries, if he marries, my daughter and the son she marries. And then we have a generation and we have a family and whatever that person my daughter goes into the relationship with, her husband goes into a relationship with, they are dealing with that. We break the cycle by starting creating a generational love cycle from within first, then that reflects outward. There's support out there. I will have some links. Of course, support Domestic Violence Awareness Month on this podcast. But the way out is always the way in. And that is to check yourself, your standards, your beliefs about who you are and what you deserve on both sides of it. Because it's not about blaming. 
It's about getting to the core, the root of the issue. And where there is abuse, there is love needs to step in. Love needs to step in. Love thyself. When you honor yourself, more likely you're going to honor other people. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. You are worthy of respect. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of someone who loves and respects you. Make this lifetime great. You are still here for a reason and you can create a generational love cycle.